Welcome to This Week in Water for March 23rd, 2014. I'm Franny Halperin. And I'm Jamie Sudler. In this report, we recognize World Water Day, which is an annual event intended to raise global consciousness about our planet's most precious resource. This Week in Water is devoted today to bringing you 10 startling facts about our current situation. While this information can be a bit of a downer, it's critical not to bury our heads in the desert sand. We acknowledge the fine work of the Pacific Institute from which we have drawn much of our data. According to the International Water Management Institute, 1.2 billion people, nearly 20% of the world's population, live in areas of physical water scarcity. Physical water scarcity means that water withdrawals for agriculture, industry, and domestic purposes exceed 75% of the river flows. Another 1.6 billion people live in areas of economic water scarcity, where water is available but human capacity or financial resources limit access. In these areas, adequate infrastructure may not be available, or if water is available, its distribution may be inequitable. Every 20 seconds, a child dies from water-related disease. More than 3.4 million people worldwide die each year from diseases associated with the lack of access to safe drinking water, inadequate sanitation, and poor hygiene. 99% of those deaths occur in developing countries. In Latin America and the Caribbean, 75% of people suffer from chronic dehydration because of poor water quality. Dirty water kills more children than war, malaria, HIV-AIDS, and traffic accidents combined. Drilling and fracking of a horizontal shale gas well can use large volumes of water, although the amount of water required is both variable and uncertain. The U.S. Environmental Protection Agency reports that fracturing of a shale gas well requires between 2.3 million and 3.8 million gallons of water per well. An additional 40,000 to 1 million gallons is required to drill the well. In some cases, the water is taken from remote, often environmentally sensitive headwater areas, where even small withdrawals can significantly affect the flow regime. As a result, while fracking may account for a small portion of a state's or even a basin's water supply, there can be more severe local impacts from fracturing. In developing countries, an estimated 90% of sewage and 70% of industrial waste is discharged into waterways without any treatment whatsoever. For example, nearly half of India's 445 rivers are too polluted to be safely consumed, and 80% of China's major rivers are so degraded that they no longer support aquatic life. In case you thought pollution was only a third world problem, for several hours last Tuesday, Raw sewage gushed from a ruptured pipe into Valley Creek in Pennsylvania at a rate of about 5,000 gallons a minute. There are roughly 240,000 water main breaks in the U.S. each year, a fact that highlights how aging infrastructure is putting our waterways at risk. 
The United States is woefully behind in assessing its water needs and supplies in comparison to other countries, including Australia, Russia, and those countries in the European Union. The last time the United States did an assessment of the water resources at the federal level was in the 1970s. The U.S. Congress has not prioritized funding for programs that provide critical information about the hydrology, quality, and use of the nation's water resources, such as the U.S. Geological Survey's Stream Gauge Program, the National Water Census, and the Environmental Protection Agency's Water Quality Monitoring Programs. There have been 265 recorded occurrences of conflict over water from 3000 BC to 2012. Many of these have involved violence and war. The past several years have seen an increase in the total number of reports of conflict over water, with some of the most visible being the tensions between Egypt and Ethiopia over the Nile, India and Pakistan over the Indus River system, and the drought which contributed to the civil war in Syria. Fresh water supplies are unlikely to keep up with global demand by 2040, increasing political instability and endangering world food markets, according to a report released by the Office of the Director of National Intelligence last Thursday. The report stated that, quote, water wars were unlikely in the next 10 years, but that the risk of conflict would grow as demand outstrips supply. The amount of coal produced worldwide in 2009 required an estimated 1.3 to 4.5 billion cubic meters of water for extraction and processing. Water is used throughout coal production from extraction to processing and occasionally for transportation. Water is used for cooling and cutting in the mines, for suppressing dust, for irrigating as part of land reclamation efforts, and for washing coal to remove sulfur mercury, and other impurities. However, estimates of the amount of water used in coal production as an energy source are difficult to make because of dated statistics and lack of current research. Groundwater depletion has been a major cause of concern worldwide and has been fastest in some of the world's major agricultural centers, such as Northwest India, Northeastern China, Northeast Pakistan, California Central Valley, and the Midwest in the United States. Because groundwater levels have dropped as much as 40 feet in the past half century in China, some sections of the Great Wall have been buried in sand. It's estimated that some of the Great Wall will be gone in 10 to 20 years if action is not taken. Nearly 12% of Native Americans on reservations and 30% of Alaska Natives lack basic plumbing. 61% of drinking water systems on Native American reservations had health violations or other significant violations in 2006, compared with 27% of all public systems in the United States. 
And finally, one of the goals of World Water Day is to raise awareness about how much water it takes to produce our food and daily goods. Let's use Jamie and my going out to dinner as an example. It's casual, so I throw on a pair of jeans. Those took about 1,800 gallons to produce. I put on a cotton t-shirt, so I add another 400 gallons to my footprint so far. We take his Subaru, which gulped down 80,000 gallons of water, even before it arrived on the showroom floor. At the restaurant, I order chicken, which is less water intensive to produce than the 12 ounce steak Jamie chose. That took more than 1,300 gallons. We order wine, hey, it's been a bit of a bummer listing all these facts, but in so doing, we just added 31 gallons for each of our glasses of Merlot. Ready for dessert? It takes 2,800 gallons of water to make a single serving of chocolate. Coffee or tea with that? It takes more than twice the amount of water to produce a cup of coffee than tea. We'll stop there, but fair to say water is more than drinking or showering. It's used in every facet of our lives from the clothes we wear to the energy we consume. So give it up for this little molecule, which got some well-deserved attention on World Water Day. This Week in Water is sponsored by Colorado WaterWise, whose mission is to promote the efficient use of Colorado's water. Learn more at coloradowaterwise.org.